going to ask you to start off if anyone needed some good news today, but I think you've already been told <laughs> that worship was incredible and it really just spoke the gospel. Like we've already heard the gospel today, um, but that's what I want to talk about is the gospel. Can we pray real quick? Jesus, we love you. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, rest. Come, Holy Spirit, rest on us. Speak to us today. Reveal Jesus to us today. We want to know you deeper. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to be in Romans. So I'd love for you to open your written word. I think it's going to be powerful for you to just look at it. It'll be on the screens, most of them, but I think if you have the written word, I would open it. I'm going to be in Romans 1, 5, and 8. Um, Romans 5 messed me up this week. To be honest, I'm a little intoxicated right now, um, not as you suppose, um, or maybe as you suppose by the Spirit of God, but um, yeah, Romans 5, we'll get there, but I wanted to start with Romans 1. It's actually my favorite verse in the Bible, um, Romans 1.16. I've actually got it tatted on my arm like <laughs> it's one of those that like I really like it uh, enough to put it per permanently on my body. Uh, but Romans 1.16 through 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God. I'm going to pause there. The gospel is, it's equal to the power of God. That brings what? Salvation to who? Everyone. Everyone who believes. First the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. I don't like to stop at 16 because 17 is just so powerful. In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. That's the gospel. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. So it's this gospel that we've received by grace through faith. And I want to look at that word power today. We've been in the sermon series, The Secret Place. Um, and my assignment was to speak on the power of God in the secret place. And um, the Lord's kind of taken me on a journey this week. But the word power, um, I saw this, the word actually dynamite in English comes from this Greek word power. And when I think of dynamite, I think of how it can't be contained. Right, So the dynamite stick has this power inside of it that when it's lit on fire, it can't be contained. There's nowhere else for it to go but out. It explodes. That's the, kind of, that's the power Paul wanted to portray to us in this passage. And so the gospel is effective only because it carries the omnipotence of God. This power, this dynamite power of God, which is omnipotent. God is omnipotent, meaning he has all power. Not some power, he has all power. Okay, and our finite minds can't really grasp that, right? Like, what do you mean all? Like, is there, there's got to be like a limit. No, no, it's forever. But our finite minds can't understand that infinite, that he is omnipotent, meaning all power belongs to God. Psalm 33 actually says that he spoke and the world came into existence. So what do we do? We stand in awe. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, we stand in awe. Like, what? Do you, what? Like, 
He has all power. He spoke the universe into existence. That's the kind of God that we worship. That's the God that deserves to be worshipped. So there's nothing outside of his ability. Not only did he speak the universe into existence, but only the power of God is strong enough to overcome our sinful nature. So he spoke the world into existence, and then through the gospel of Jesus, he wiped away your sins. That's the power. The same power that spoke the world into existence wiped your sins away, made you new, and gave you new life. Like, think about that. Like, you're brand new because of this dynamite power. So Romans 5, if you want to turn there, it talks about through one man sin entered the world, and through one man righteousness overcame the sin. And Paul's like very repetitive here. Like he says it over and over. And he talks about how now we who have been saved by grace are to demonstrate the power of God because we now have the mind of the man who overcame the grave. So let's get into that real quick. Romans 5, 5 through 19. But the free gift of God, so sorry, the free gift is not like the trespass. So this is Paul explaining how there was Adam who sinned, sinned into the world, and then there's a second Adam who through one act of obedience broke the curse. He says, the gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. So condemnation came into the world, sin came into the world. But the free gift following many trespasses, all these sins that have been committed, brought justification. For if because one, man, one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more, man, catch this, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Notice he doesn't, he like compares our new life through, uh, to the death. It's like, it's a contrast. So death reigned, but now we reign. Not just life, but we reign because of the life inside of us. And that's one of the, the things that we were saying in prayer service. It was being prayed over us. Neo prayed this powerful prayer about how we are, as the sons and daughters of God, are to reign on this earth. Like, we're tired of the devil having a hold. Like, we're going to reign. Like, we, it's not that we can reign or need to reign or want to reign. We will reign. And so it's really interesting the way he puts that, that the that those who are of the righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus. Therefore, as one trespass le led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification. So he's, repeat he's like, this is really important, guys, and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. It was by an act of obedience. That Jesus came, emptied himself, the God-man, he's still 100% God, became 100% man to die for you. And through what he did, that one act of obedience to the Father, we were made righteous and made to reign on the earth. 
So let's recap. What's the gospel? It's the good news of Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection that we're about to talk about in this Easter season. And Jesus' obedience to die, even the death on a cross, is the power of God. It is. So what does the power bring? It brings salvation to all who believe. What is revealed through the, through the power? The righteousness of God that now resides in us, the saints. So Pastor Nate uh, uses this verse. He actually just quoted it um, like he does with 10,000 verses. Um, Proverbs 25.2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings and queens. And he was talking about how our pursuit in life is Jesus. Like, as God conceals matter, it is, is, it's our glory to search it out. And it's a never-ending searching of in pursuit to Jesus. Like, that is life. Life is to pursue Jesus and find Jesus in every aspect of our life. And I, I found that interesting, and I wanted to dive a little bit deeper and go to 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. You don't have to turn there. It'll be on the screens, I think. Yep. So what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Let's pause there. You can't imagine what God has prepared for you. You can't even imagine it. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God plans for you as a son or daughter of him who will reign on this earth in power. You have no idea. These things God has revealed to us through who? The Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Whoa, that's a big statement, Paul. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person, which is in him? He's saying, who knows your thoughts but yourself? Like, you're not mind readers, you know? Like, Jose's not reading my mind right now. Who knows the thoughts? I do. So also, even more, I would say, no one can comprehend the, the thoughts of God except who? The Spirit of God. Okay, wait a minute. Now we're getting deep. So who can discern the thoughts of God? The Spirit of God. Now, <laughs> we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. He just said that the Spirit who knows the thoughts of God lives in us. Did y'all catch that? That we might understand the things freely given us by God. So now he's saying... <laughs> That the spirit of God that lives in us is going to reveal understanding of the omnipotent God. <laughs> Whoa. Skip to verse 16. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What? We have the mind of Jesus. When we become righteous, accept the gospel... The power of God now resides in us, and even more, the Spirit lives in us to reveal the goodness of God over and over. Mm. So let's tie this into the secret place, because it, it, it does. The Holy Spirit reveals the gospel to us in the secret place. It's where we discover our calling, as Pastor Howard spoke on it. It's where we understand who we are as Pastor Nate spoke on, and it's where we discover the power of God and how we can operate in it. But first, we must understand that the goodness of Jesus is an endless well. It's what Pastor Nate spoke on last week. It's, it's endless. You can't find the end to Jesus. And to me, this is what makes the pursuit fun. 
Like, don't let anyone tell you that the Christian life is boring. It is so exciting when you get into this place, this secret place with God, and you get revealed by the Spirit of God the things of God and the goodness of God, and it's an endless well that you can't get to the bottom of. He's, he's showing you his goodness over and over again to the point of, I don't know anything. I don't know anything, and yet I'm being revealed everything. <laughs> and then just when you think you have a grasp on something, you think there's no way I understand that at all. Like, it's this beautiful upside-down kingdom, guys, that when we have this spirit who's revealing things to us, but in the middle of it, we can't get deep enough. Oh, it's beautiful. It's an adventure, and it's fun. 1 Corinthians 12 is really what we should be living out. Um, We're coming into the understanding of things of God because the Spirit of God is revealing them to us. So the things that are what? Freely given to us. Freely given to us. So where does that lead us? It leads us to freely give it away to others. I heard Bill Johnson say, um, he's a pastor over there in Redding, California, at Bethel Church, he says the church is feels like the church is waiting for the return of Jesus to fix everything. When in, when in reality Jesus is coming back for a beautiful bride, he's not coming back for a beat down, broken bride. He's coming back for a beautiful, standing up church who says, "I know who I am. I've been in the secret place, and I know the power of God is inside of me." We should be operating in power and see Jesus come back for that beautiful bride. Revelation 19, the Apostle John was shown a vision of what that bride of Christ would look like. And it was a bride that has readied herself. Um, It was a beautiful, shining, clean bride. And the passage, I just love this. I didn't, I didn't even realize it when I was reading it. I just got taken to this passage, and then it just blew up to me. Um, verse 10 says, the angel is, is speaking to John, and, and after saying what he says about the, the bride, he says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Just kind of drops that bomb on John and leaves him. Like, let me read it again. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So what does that mean? This is coming back around to the gospel. Do you see it? The things that Jesus has done in the lives of people prophesy that he'll do it again for others. So the goodness, the gospel of Jesus is now the power of God demonstrated. That's what the testimony of Jesus as a spirit of prophecy means. So we, um, Shelby and I get an awesome opportunity to go to India once in a while and it, on mission. And actually, we have two uh, leaving Tuesday. One, Thursday. Two of you, Melissa and Lorelai, are both leaving Thursday to go to India. And honestly, um, I'd like to pause right now and pray for them. Is that okay? Like, I know, look, we're not, we don't stay on schedule here. We're going <laughs> to pray. I'll get you out in time. We're going to pray right now. I feel like we need to pause and just pray for this, right? This is what they're going to do. 
they're going to, actually, Shelby, come, come up, because I can't, I'm not going to be able to pray. <laughs> um, they're going to share this good news with people who have never heard it before. And the power of God's going to be demonstrated through them, and it's so beautiful. So let's, let, this, is, this is called a commissioning, if you're foreign to the, the church world, but we're going to commission Lorelai and Melissa um, right now by just praying for them, and you guys would be agreeing with this prayer, sending them out as, your, as their family uh, to India. Yeah, so if y'all just want to like uh, reach your hand out to Lorelai, she's back there, and Melissa. <laughs> Lord, we bless this mission in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for two powerful women who get this opportunity to see your glory revealed, God. I thank you for India. I thank you that India will be a Christian nation. And I bless you, Lorelai. I bless you, Melissa, to be strengthened by might, by his power, by his spirit, by his might. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Stay up here, Shelby. So, um, I don't want her to leave. This is my wife. Y'all see this? Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, back to India. So, we get this opportunity to go, and we've been going virtually. By the way, shameless plug. We've got a virtual trip coming up, and y'all need to get on it. So, it is from your home, in your jammies, you can share the gospel of Jesus to hundreds of people in India. Okay, I had 51 people in my room, and I'm sitting there on the Zoom call just looking at these 51 people looking at me like, God, this is amazing. And it's not about that, and she can explain, like, why the American is there, but they are being trained up to be disciples and to make disciples, and we're helping them do that. At the same time, sharing the gospel to people that have never heard it before. So it's, it's an amazing thing. Come talk to Shelby after service. She'll be in the lobby ready to talk to you. But we have opportunity to, to see the work of God in India, and it's, it's amazing. And, man, um, sometimes he shows up in radical ways. Not sometimes, a lot of times. And um, I could tell you the story, but I would rather Shelby tell the story of how the gospel brought power. So... Okay, so in November 2019, uh, my husband and I went to India for the first time. And so I'm in this house, and there's a lame man. He's literally laying on the floor. And I'm like, Lord, I'm scared, but I know you called me to heal. So I'm praying, and I feel like the translator, um, as he's talking to this individual, I feel like the Lord wants us to share the gospel and then pray for his healing. But you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be like on step by step. You're supposed to wait to the end. But I felt like Jesus really was um, telling me to just not go by the rules on my first trip. So anyway, <laughs> I'm a rule breaker. Like, I'm good with that. So I, I'm praying and I'm sweating because I've never healed or never prayed for anyone. And so um, the Lord was prepping me. So he said, okay, as you're sharing the gospel, I want you to share the, the stories where I healed someone. And so I shared three stories in the Bible, um, the lame man walking, the blind, and another story. And so as I'm sharing this, the Lord says, okay, now stop and pray for him. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, so I'm freaking out. 
And um, so I said, what do you want me to say? <laughs> like, I'm literally talking to the Lord. And he said, I want you to tell the man to stand up and walk. Okay, Lord. That's okay. So <laughs> I tell the man, well, I tell the translator, hey, tell him to get up and walk. <laughs> and so he kind of looked at me like, okay, crazy lady. Um, so it usually takes four individuals to pick up this man. And there's myself, a 12-year-old boy, and the translator is like 40 years old. So we grab this man, and he stands up. And I'm like, what? And then he says, I'm going to walk around the apartment complex. And I'm like, okay. So he actually walks. We have a clip. So this is proof that God is healer, and he can do all things. So this is the man. This is his apartment, and he is walking. But, like, that's not the end of the story. It's even better. So... First of all, um, there's a picture of Mary on his wall. So I already, you know, came in. And I was like, okay, he's Catholic. That's fine. Um, but I, I was kind of nervous, right, to share the gospel. The second clip, where you're sitting. Oh my gosh. So the story's not over. Um, basically, he he had like liver issues, and like whenever he would eat something, it tasted like metal. I didn't know that. He didn't share that with me. But his wife starts cutting up apples after this happened. And I was like, okay, well, maybe she's, like, being nice to me and, like, wanting me to have a snack. <laughs> you know, just the way I'm thinking. And he starts eating. Like, he was so hungry. And I'm like, okay. And she said, well, oh, my gosh, he's healed. He's able to eat these apples. Usually they're horrible. And so that just shows you that, like, what Ben's talking about is he was revealed who Jesus was, and he didn't care about me at that point. He was like, I just want to know more about Jesus. And so he, he actually took my seat. You're supposed to, like, you know, be super polite and, like, Americans sit in a chair. It's like a thing. And it was just funny because, like, after that, he's like, I don't even care about this woman. I just want to know about Jesus. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you for letting me share. But it really is, like, the Lord wants to demonstrate through us and I believe like you know going on mission is like a wonderful thing and we want to do that but you can do that with your neighbor you can do that with like your family member we can do it today I know there's people who are experiencing some issues that we're going to pray for and we're going to see it healed in Jesus name thank you. wow thank you Shelby she's my inspiration that's all I'm going to say, or else I will cry. Um, man, it's just so good. Like, that's the goodness of God. That's the gospel being demonstrated in power. And like she said, it doesn't have to just happen in India. Like, faith was built in the room because the gospel was shared. And the man decided, and he knew. He was like, oh, if he can do that, he can, save, he can heal my legs. Like, I would just challenge us to have that kind of faith here in America. So the fullness of God, this is, this is the fullness of the gospel we're talking about. It's for healing bodies. It's, it's what the blood paid for, for healing bodies. It's, it's also for words of knowledge, for words of wisdom. It's for God to speak to you about somebody else and go, hey, he, he has this problem and I want you to go pray for him. Like if you ask God to reveal things like that to you, he will. I promise. Go out in public and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal something to you <laughs> about a person. He'll do it. 
He'll give you a name or a shirt color or something, and then you'll see the demonstration of the power of the gospel right before your eyes. I would just challenge you. And, and that just kind of leads me to this, that I, I just feel like there needs to be a repentance in the church. Um, and that word can feel harsh, but all it means is to turn away, to turn 180 and go another way. And I feel like there's this mundane, there's, there, that was the word that the Lord gave me when I was preparing, that the repentance that needs to happen in the church is that we have become mundane. Um, just like going through the motions. And I think that there's a repentance there for us. Uh, this, it's an opportunity is what it is. It's not condemnation. There is no condemnation. But there's, a, there's opportunity for us to repent and say, Jesus, I'm with you. Let's roll. So Romans 8, I want to get there, 14 through 19 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. So he, he's leading us up to this point where Romans 5, 6, and 7 is talking about how Jesus paid it all. We are now to walk in righteousness with God. And now he's saying this is the culmination. For you didn't receive that the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Like don't fall back into it. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Guys, he's seated on the throne and we're seated in heavenly places with him. We're heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And there's that word suffer. I don't want to skip over it. Um, it's never said that the Christian life is easy. Right? It's not supposed to be easy. It's actually supposed to be uncomfortable, like a little bit uncomfortable. Um, John 14, 12, Jesus says this radical thing, and it's a command. He says, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. See lame walk, see deaf ears open, see blind eyes open, see people healed of diseases, see people saved, delivered, demons come out. Okay, And <laughs> he had to add this. We'll do greater ones than these because I'm going to the Father. He's saying it's good that I go. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. That's the faith we have to have in Jesus. Anything we ask in his name, walking in righteousness, we'll see it done. So we as believers have this responsibility. I'm, I'm, I know I'm pricking hearts, and I think it's needed. We as believers have a responsibility. Evangelism is accomplished through the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. So I want to I stop there for a second, too, and say it's not for any of us to boast. All this stuff that I was talking about, the omnipotence of God living inside of us, that's nowhere for us to boast in. It's not me. It is the Holy Spirit inside of me coming out with power. It's not by my power, not by my might, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. I want to get that straight, okay? But with that being said, I want to tell you, don't wait to get your life together before you step into your calling. Yeah. 
I think that's a word for some of us today. Don't wait till you're pretty and nice and I've got, figured that, I've got it figured out. And now I can go talk to people about Jesus. No, no. Go after it in your mess. Go after it in your weakness. Go after it now. It's, it's where you discover who you are in Christ. It's where you walk in power and you can do it in your mess. I, I heard this from a pastor too. Hardships create the opportunity for the power of God to manifest. Hardships create the opportunity for the power of God to manifest. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power, this is Jesus speaking to Paul, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so Paul goes on, therefore I will. I'll boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weakness and in insults and in hardships and persecution. I'm not making this up. Do you see it? It's on the page. In persecution, in difficulties, for when I am weak, what? Then I am strong. Because of the power of God who lives inside of me. Man, I think we've got to grasp this. If you can trust God in the hard times, then he'll trust you with the power. We can praise him on the mountain and we can praise him in the valley. And when we do that, that's when we'll see uh, like the, the people of God rise up and be who we're supposed to be. Because it's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. It's just not. But we can always walk in power. We can always walk in our calling. We can always know who we are in Christ. So I do, I mean, Pastor Nate prayed for healing during that time. And, and I believe if you were wanting, needing healing in the room, you were healed. Hannah said she, Hannah had a, a report from a doctor um, that we're not claiming uh, about diabetes, but She's healed in Jesus' name. She told me right before I came up, she feels 100% better. So there's healing in the room. Come on, yeah. So all this, I want to build your faith right now. There's healing in the room. There, there is the power of God through the gospel that was just proclaimed through worship, through the word. It, it's here now in power to heal, to break off any mindsets, to break off any mental disorders, what, what have you, the power of God's here because of the gospel of Jesus. The gospel, all it is, is the goodness of God, and he's here. And so I would encourage you, Ben, you could come up. I should have told you a long time ago. <laughs> ben, you could come up. So th this should all build faith in the room. Seeing that Indian man walk, hearing about Hannah being healed just a minute ago in this service, it's, it's, it, it's the testimony of Jesus. And it's the spirit of prophecy in the room to heal, to break things off. And so some of you might have heard the word about being in a hard time but still operating in power, and you want to you wanna step into that. That's say, you would say, that's me. Um, and I want to, first of all, I want Jesus to work in my life. I want him to heal whatever's going on in my life. I want him to break through in what's happening in my life. And so come receive prayer. Um, secondly, if you, we prayed for healing and it didn't happen or you, feel, you don't feel better, like, let's pray again. Let's pray again. We're going to pray until something happens.
okay? And so I'm just, I'm trying to build the faith in the room because I know that, that there's power. <laughs> there's power in the gospel. So let's just pray for a minute. There may be that third person in the room that doesn't know Jesus today. Maybe you just heard this gospel for the first time. Maybe you would say, I would love to find this endless well of Jesus, but I haven't yet. Like, I don't know Jesus. So because I don't know Jesus, I don't know how to dive in, Ben. Well, the gospel is available for you. The good news is here for you and all it is is to accept this good news it's to say I believe I believe Jesus did he did come he did come God in the flesh came down and he died a brutal death for my sins he bled he was whipped a crown of thorns was placed on his head for me I believe it. So if that's you, just just pray this with me, Jesus. I believe in you. And I believe you. I believe that you will come. I believe that you have come. And I believe that your blood saved me. Jesus, I accept you in my life today. I say, come fill me, Holy Spirit. I want to know you deeper. Holy Spirit, help me on this journey. Jesus, I just want to dive in the well. I'm going to chase after you. I commit myself to you today, Jesus. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. For, for those of you, I want to pray for those of you who, who do know Jesus and you're like, man, I'm diving in. I'm, I want to find the deeper things. I want to find the deeper things of Jesus. I want to pray for you, Jesus. We know that you're alive and you are working. When we don't feel like it, you're working. When we're going through difficult times, you're working, God. I just pray for breakthrough right now. In Jesus' name, I pray for breakthrough in finances, in job situations. You said, ask of me and you will have it. So we pray in Jesus' name. Breakthrough. Breakthrough in marriages. Breakthrough in relationships. God, we put you in your rightful place at the top. You are preeminent. Jesus, we thank you. God, we praise your holy name for what you're doing in this place, for what you've done in this place, God. Thank you that your goodness is residing, that it's resting on us today. We give you glory, Jesus. In Jesus' name. So if you would like to come forward, um, ministry team, would you come forward as well?